Well, it was a busy week this week for the reports coming out. I know a lot were focused on the WASD report just all by itself, but we did have some resurvey of some acreage that also came out as part of that report. We've got Coley and Kavanaugh standing by to tell us all about it. We're going to hit the numbers first, and in round two with the boys, we'll get into the analysis of what those numbers mean going forward. Coley and Kavanaugh brought to you each week by the Allen County Farm Bureau. Most farm families are way too busy farming to go argue politics at the state house or even more importantly in dc particularly when it is a farm bill and that's why we're bringing dc to you we've got a big event coming up on the 24th of this month at huntington university it's going to be a farm bill round table and one of our senators is actually on the senate ag committee senator mike braun and he's going to be with us as are a number of other people so we would encourage you to come along with us we will have more details for you about how to go online line and reserve your seat. So be listening for that. The Farm Bureau is going to be a big part of it. So support the Farm Bureau. Go online to it. Pays to be a member.org. Well, David, we'll start with the corn numbers, how the numbers shook out. But I think, you know, oftentimes if it's going to really make an impact on what's going on in the marketplace, traders come out with their trade average guess. And it's really a matter of the differences between the guess and the number that comes out from USDA. And David, it wasn't really that remarkably different with either corn or soybean. No, it wasn't. It wasn't statistically significantly different. The yield came in on corn at 175.4. Now that's down from the average guess of 175.9, but not much. The July number was 177, so you did see a decrease there. On the harvested acres, it came in at 81.840. Production came in at 14,359. Now the average guess was 14,392. And last month was 14.505. But the real story here is what are we going to look at with the carryover as tight as it is? Are we going to be seeing an even tighter ending stocks? But they took some demand out of it. So the corn carryover is only 1.530. They were looking for 1.510. So that's not a big surprise. And on the corn for next year, 1.388. The trade guess was 1.402. For the next crop year, the crop we're growing now, the carryovers dropped from 1470 to 1388, Rob. Yeah, you know, the big surprise, I think, on the corn as you break it down state by state, David, was North Dakota. What an increase. Yeah, you know, they couldn't plant spring wheat. And we knew that they were going to be planting something. They had to. But to see that big, big change in North Dakota, up 38.1%. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Even South Dakota was up 8.9 and Minnesota were up 8.4. And how about this? John mentioned this. They came up with the record yield on Iowa corn at 205, but it's unchanged from a year ago, but they still said it's a record. There must be a decimal point we're missing on that one. Last week, David, you were saying, well, but uh, John, you got to look at Kansas and some of those other states that lost a bunch of yield. And uh, John said, Kansas, Kansas doesn't grow any corn. So they don't grow a lot. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. If you left off something that's pretty significant here, Indiana came out of 189. Last year's record was 195, but that's still a very impressive yield for Indiana. And Ohio beat Indiana at 119. Now, that surprised me that Ohio was that much. Because all along, from what I've heard in Ohio, they were very late on their corn planting. And then they had a lot of dry weather. Now, they got some very beneficial rains here, you know, when we got into July at the right time. But I thought Ohio would come in below Indiana and somewhere around 183 or 4, maybe 185. But I did not expect the 190. That's really impressive. 
Well, and one of the other things is I'm hearing from some folks here in the state of Indiana who are saying, yeah, we had some dry spots in certain parts of the state, but I'm hearing a lot of optimism about the Indiana corn crop. Huh. 189 has sounded just maybe a little bit low. Yes, I, I will agree with that. I think it is a tad low, but you know, I again, you got to be uh, a little unsure for that first report, but I'll say this, that the weather we have currently oh and boy. The forecast oh uh, boy. For, the, for the coming week with these cool temperatures and with the rains that we got we've got good subsoil moisture this corn if it stays like this as forecasted i think the indiana yield will get higher than 189 it may challenge and exceed last year's record of 195 rain makes grain so there you go we'll have to see yeah with these cool taps too this yeah. slows the corn growth down it, it uh, puts more starch in adds test weight yep. uh, and all that adds yield all right, soybeans, I was a little surprised at uh, what they came out. The yield was 51.9 bushels per acre, and that compares to the trade average of 51.1. That seems a little high to me, I will admit. Not exactly a shocker, but I didn't expect to see it quite that high. And when it comes to ending stocks, this year they put the stocks out at $225 million. Now, that was up $10 million from July. That came, by the way, from a reduction in exports on uh, soybeans. And then the carryover for next year, the new crop is at 245, and that's up 15 million from July. Indiana, new record projected at 60. Yay for Indiana. I, again, I, you know, that's a good looking bean crop out there, right? No, now. Like 60 kind of surprised me. And Ohio came in at a new record of 57 bushels in, per acre. Illinois, what did they do? A new record. That was a 66 yield. Woo. They yield for Illinois. My gosh. Now, I will say this that given the weather forecast, that we currently have, you know, in the western U.S. is expected to be mostly hot and dry through August. If that forecast becomes real, this is the highest bean number you're going to see. I think that number is going to have a tendency to go down if that forecast is realized. And the key thing, though, all these numbers, carryover numbers for corn and soybeans for both this year and next year are still very, very tight. We have no room for error. So we're going to go through another year like this past year where we're going to have tight supplies that'll keep support underneath the market. Any little error, either way, particularly if it shows reduction in production, is going to be very bullish. So given that, David, this has got a lot of weather built into it, but I guess I think that probably the prices that we've seen here recently may be the lowest for quite a while. Well, we're going to get a look at those prices when we get back with the guys for round two with Coley and Kavanaugh this week. We're going to break all these numbers down and let the guys tell you what they think they will mean going forward. So stick around. Cody and Kavanaugh, round two, coming up next. Podcasts by Federated Media.